Hey everyone, welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing terrific, Todd. Just before Turkey Day. Yes. And you know, I think you and I are both having a better day than some other podcast hosts out there today. Oh, I can't imagine who you might be talking about. <laughs> well, it's not just Anchor. There's others that are down too. Oh, there, oh there's other ones too. Yeah. So this is this is impacting more than so yeah. who else? So uh, RSS.com is offline. Oh. And PodPages okay. is having issues. And Schoology is having issues. A lot of a lot of folks are there's a big AWS outage going on right now. So um stitcher's got some stuff going 503 so yeah there's a whole bunch of uh, podcasts not getting delivered this afternoon <laughs> pre-thanksgiving fun you know you know we're pretty much an exclusive aws house all our stuff sits on aws and uh you know we've got really several i don't know i guess there's Several things that can never go down. One is the redirect. You know, our redirect for our stats server. We've talked about it on the show here before. That's one that can't go down. So it's like you set up a fail safe and a fail safe and a fail safe. Right. Right. <laughs> and really, you know, and those those servers are sitting idle in some other data center because we basically set a fail safe rule ten seconds. So if the main server goes down, right. ten seconds we're we're on the failsafe yeah. box. Yeah, yeah, it rolls over, right? Yeah. yeah, and it just it reroutes to another data center. And yep. uh you know, that doesn't come cheap when you have to maintain basically the server that's maybe costing you a thousand dollars a month is replicated mm-hmm. a thousand a thousand and it's just sitting there idle. <laughs> just ready to go. Just ready well, to go and well, it's it's database has to be synchronized though. Well, the way we do right. our stuff is the database is the data is pulled. We have we have right. backup databases, but the um right. if this server goes down, the log files stop and then mm-hmm. you know, we can download those log files whenever we get that server back online and then Right. The secondary server picks up with log files. So it's pretty seamless from our infrastructure mm-hmm. standpoint. Yeah. But you can only plan so much, you know. So you have this piece, this piece, this piece, and you it's just really it's a risk assessment on you know, at some point all of us are gonna get whacked. You know, something's gonna happen, someone's cable so cable's gonna get cut or a, you know, semi's going to run off the road and cause a building to get burnt down where your fiber goes through. You, you just never know, <laughs> you know, and you just, uh, you know, it, it's never, it's never fun when, uh, when stuff goes offline, but I guess bits and pieces of a variety of services have been out for about four hours now. So actually almost going on five hours. Yeah. What's funny about it is that the whole concept of cloud hosting was to, to distribute um, internet content across multiple servers, oh, so you, you don't have this issue. But I guess you have to pay extra. To oh, get absolutely! That now, right, right. Because <laughs> so, if if you're on US yeah. East and you want to make sure that you're if that data center goes down or a piece of that data center, and you want to have something sitting over right. at US West, right. you can't just like put in a ten dollar a month server over here to be because you you know you. you it has to be able to come up to speed. So you just kind of like look at everything. And I think uh, we've had 
we were involved in an S3 outage three or four years ago. And um, you just, so basically podcasts were getting uploaded, <laughs> mm -hmm. but they weren't making it to the CDN, you know, so we weren't able to publish new episodes for two or three hours. And, um, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, what, it, at what cost? Because I know how much all that extra, you know, what that costs to, repl to replicate our S3 storage. Right. Whew. And luckily, S3 doesn't go down very often. But, you know, for two or three hours, I was kind of, you know, contemplating whether I'd made the right decision. But, you know, five years. And again, knock on wood, we all get our right. turn in the barrel. You know, right. five years later, I'm probably, you know, $50,000, you know, less spent on, a, on server bills every year by taking, you know, you, there, you just apply a certain amount of risk. Um, yeah. but for us, certain stuff just could never, never go down. And, um, right. the redirect server is one of those. Now I know you guys have your, you said you guys have your servers in some, you don't, well, you guys don't do cloud. You guys have your own server someplace. Yeah. But there's, there's replication going on there too. So it isn't like it's just right on dedicated servers. Um, there's servers that, you know, can be rolled over and and things like that. So it's really kind of the same infrastructure. It's just not at Amazon. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, and it's, and it's in multiple data centers and things like that. So, um, and that's common, especially on the CDN side. Now, granted, we're kind of getting in the weeds here a little yeah. bit on the podcast hosting business, but, but I think the key takeaway here is, is that oftentimes people will say in the space that there's, you know, the podcast hosts don't have any costs, right, <laughs> to do what they do, right? So it's like, oh, it's free to host all yeah. this stuff. Well, the, you know, sure, the bandwidth prices have come down, but there's a lot of other costs that go into maintaining a, a robust, fast I, network that services media. I think we're 50 uh, or 60 servers total. Right. To do yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. This is complicated uh, stuff. Yeah. And so. and then not counting the backups that have to be backed up. Right. You know, so I'm just talking about active boxes that are doing things right now. You know, we ran into something the other day where, you know, our stats have grown and grown just like any other company stats have. And, you know, the, the I guess better words, the a logarithm that we use to process data just, you know, it basically said, hey, I've. I can't keep up no more. So we had to put on, it's not that the logarithm or the processing was bad. It's just, mm -hmm. I've got the biggest server I possibly can buy. Mm -hmm. And it's processing millions of records an hour, but I am at a point where it basically, so now I've split it. So now I've put on another one of those, you know, thousand dollar a month boxes Right. So that, you know, I get another two or three years before I have to put a third one on or whatever, you know. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but same, things seem to exponentially grow. It's just like, you know, and so I was, mm -hmm. you know, talk with the team. I'm like, okay, or I'm with Angelo. I'm like, all right, is it time we look at this? You know, because he's like, no, no, we're good. I'm just spin up another box and we'll split the task and, you know, no big deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh, hey rob there is no cost to running a podcast hosting company none that's right that's right you know <laughs> so a site like anchor um a lot of people don't really realize what happened there somewhat is is from what we gather anyway is that you know anchor was building infrastructure and 
they were they weren't generating much revenue so guess what they had to do they had to sell right so now they have big money behind them and they can do do a lot of stuff but that doesn't guarantee that they're going to be up no no <laughs> right though i think customers in the podcasting space are not exactly forgiving for being down <laughs> well they have have been so far today because and, right. and it's just my point goes back to well, they have to be forgiving to some. Well, yeah, they don't you know, pay right? nothing happens, for it. it happens, but right? They're not happy about it. Right. So you know, and Sean in the chat room says Anchor distributes all of its shows for a dollar a month in server costs. What's the big deal? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, here's what I'm I. Not sure that's exactly accurate. Here's yeah. what I always tell people. You know, I used to be able five years ago, or maybe ten years ago, I could pay my hosting bill and my CDN bill on a credit card. <laughs> now there is no more paying the CDN and there is no more paying the, the, the hosting company or the, or Amazon on a credit right. card. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't, that, that doesn't happen. They, they just, they tell me about three hours before they hit my bank account, what the bank draft's going to be, you know? Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, when it's $35,000 or 40 or 50. <laughs> Banks don't like to float uh, numbers that large on a credit card. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, and you know, if you have a corporate card, you mean 25, 30,000 maybe on a corporate card. You don't want to have that much credit on there just from a risk standpoint that some employee goes rogue and buys a car. Right. right. And, and, uh, so, uh, it's all you about know. mitigating risk, and that's that's where you get into this. Area, <laughs> but then right? when the yeah. you know when 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 you you see the email, actually we have a I get an email once a week that that comes and it basically says here's where your bill's at, <laughs> and uh, you kind of know, and uh, yeah, so you know you better have the money in the bank too when they come to draft that, yeah, because if you don't, you've got seventy two hours. <laughs> To make it good. Or they they turn the switch off. That's right. And it's just a click of a of a button on a screen. Right? Your, all your services cease to operate. <laughs> right. It's really easy to do. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you 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 get this wake up, you know. So, you know, I'm I won't go into details, but that's never an issue. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh but it does give you pause when you say, oh, we're doing, look at the bank balance. You know, hey, we're doing great. Yeah. Barry says, yeah. by the way, the the CDN and AWS bills hitting tomorrow. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks. thanks. Right. It's like, it's like payroll. You know, you're looking good the day before payroll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. hey, podcast hosting costs nothing. Yes. Well, I think we've driven that point home now. <laughs> not to mention, not to mention, Rob, I've got a, probably you guys too. We've got an empty office building, you know, I've been paying rent for nine months now and nobody in the office. Yeah. Do you <laughs> foresee needing it again? Do you think? Yeah. I want to, I want the team back in the office. You want the team back? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's more efficient. Yeah, it's the same with, it's the same with us too. We have an office in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It'd be nice to have people back, but I think we're, we're pushing it off further for obvious reasons. Yeah. You know, so uh, yeah. probably sometime next year. I see po the podcast event in the UK push their event to July. I got a notification that they are, they're the moving. The podcast show? Yeah. yeah, they're moving to their second date. 
So they don't feel that uh, travel restrictions and so forth will be off by April. So, but I think July is yeah, probably a good a, chance. Yeah, there's a good chance by then. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see how things work out with all these vaccines. Yeah. A bunch of them coming out, but still unknown how effective they're really going to be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we should probably talk a little bit about podcasts. You have to always a steady flow. I'm even up to the day before Thanksgiving, you know, and, and outside of the U S it's not as, you know, this holiday isn't that important, but, right. um, but you know, the Australian podcast awards announced their winners as I saw, um, in the pod news. Um, that's, that's great to see, you know, a lot of great stuff going on down in Australia in the podcasting space. So a lot of new content, uh, a lot of companies doing great stuff down there. So I, I just would have wish I would have been able to go down there and get a little more involved in that market, um, which I was planning on doing. But, well, there's always next year, Rob. Yes, there is. But that you is know, true. Australia is a heck of a long haul. It is a long ways. Yeah. Oh, I mean, almost, you know, I, it wasn't, it's actually even bad from Hawaii. You know, it's still, it's like 13 hours or something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I made that flight from Honolulu to, to Sydney. Yeah, you did. Was it last, was it last year? I think you uh, there, early last year. Some, was there early last yeah, year was maybe it was, that? maybe it was. And I was there for 40 hours. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember that. You, yeah. You doing that. Yeah, I did. A, I think you were flying around a lot back then. The yeah. Same with me though. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but this one was, uh, Shoko had, Shoko worked for Hawaiian Airlines. So we got basically free tickets, you know, yep. basically did a space A down and back mm-hmm. during a lull. So I flew down first class, came back and coach. So, so first class 13 hours is, uh, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> not bad at all. Todd, did you also see this this article in the New York Times about a um, labor union dispute with management at the Ringer? No, I don't read yeah. the New York Times. So, what was the? Well, so I don't the, really there's a either, there's it, a labor dis- with Ringer. They're still yeah, around. I guess. Well, I mean, you think back to the early days of the Gimlet um, deal with with, with Spotify. It kind of sparked this unionizing that was that was kind of spinning up around that company. And I believe, um, it's falling into, um, the ringer company as well, since mm. that's also owned by Spotify. Interesting. And so there's, there's Spotify some, bought ringer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Or it's a content deal, but I thought that they actually bought, bought the network. I see. Um, it's with the Bill Simmons, the former, Sports, yeah, uh, podcaster, broadcaster. Uh huh. Um, so I guess I, yeah, he founded the Ringer back in 2016, and I, I guess his employees formed a union last year, months before the company was sold to Spotify, and so, you know, now these um, editors and producers and directors and stuff are um, have formed a union. So that could be something that spreads across the industry as you look to the future, but who knows? Depends on, you know, some states are more conducive to it than others. Right. Sure. And, uh, you know, I just, this usually happens when big money comes into a company. Yep. Exactly. So, 
that's why I'm saying this, this thing could spread <laughs> big, big money is definitely coming into podcasting, right? Well, there's plus and minuses to, uh, right to that. And yeah. I know some people are very pro union and, yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah. I've always, uh, you know, I've never been in a place where there was required to have a union because it's either private, you know, when I was active duty, <laughs> there's no union in the, in the military. Um, right. and there's definitely no, you know, it's an interesting, interesting, uh, development, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's part of the, you know, a lot of stuff that's going on in the podcast space right now is just indications of the, the medium growing up and becoming, mm -hmm. you know, more like any other big industry or big, um, that, that there's money coming in, large companies are involved. There's a lot of people involved. So you obviously have issues that keep coming up and, and, and more on the global scale here, there's another article that appeared in the, um, was it sounds profitable blog, uh, as part of the pod news, um, this came out. Well, James uh, made it very clear. He isn't, he has no editorial control over that. Right. Okay. He doesn't. Right. Yeah. Right. And Brian's been on the show, yeah. uh, Brian Barletta, but he's not the one that wrote this article. It was mm. written by Sarah, um, Toporoff, uh, who lives in Paris. And so she was talking about how, um, the, there's, um, you know, podcasting is doing well in France. And so there's, there's been, you know, if you think about the, the U S ecosystem around, um, advertising and, and standards and things like that, we've tended to be very insular in creating standards around advertising for the U S market. Right? right. Um, but you know, as we have been working in the podcast area, the podcast area tends to be a more global medium. And I'm, I'm kind of setting up this discussion, kind of setting the ground, uh, for what, this article was about, but as we look at, um, you know, metric standards, um, and this has bubbled up actually out of Australia, I think earlier last right, year right. as well, um, was the desire for individual countries, um, separate countries to come up with their own measurement standards. Right. And so that's now bubbling up in Paris and France. Um, since they've had their own kind of advertising metrics around other forms of media, there's, there's a whole ecosystem in the country of uh, France that, uh, has, has, you know, kind of set standards and things like that for other forms of advertising. So what they've chosen to do here is, um, step forward and come up with a, a new measurement standard, uh, for French podcasting. So, and they push back on, the efforts on the part of the IEB here in the U S as, um, let me see if I can give an exact quote on this. Um, it's, it basically, let me see, I don't know if I can find the exact wording here, but, uh, the IEB standards are not enough. That's kind of funny for, for them. So, and that's kind of what, and I'm probably going to be digging into more of this. I'm going to bring in, you know, guests probably onto the podcast to talk about this, um, possibility of, um, other podcast metric standards being established, um, outside of the U S and have, and how, how those are different and how they're, they're not different. 
Um, but there's a lot of confidence in this article about the ACPM, which is uh, an or, a um, measurement organization, not unlike the IAB here in the U.S., that uh, uh, is starting to use server-side measurement technology to certify podcast hosting platforms. So, <laughs> so it, it says it's similar to the IAB, but they don't stop there. They also publish a monthly ranker, not unlike what um, what you know PodTrack does or. Um, to some degree, Triton, um, and then, um, and then Chartable and Pod, you know, and I already mentioned PodTrack, but they're, they're combining, creating a sort of a measurement standard, right? Combining it with a certification process. So like the IAB currently, uh, doesn't actually, they don't actually do the certification themselves. No. They actually outsource it to, you know, contractors to do that for them. Um, it appears that the ACPM does all of it. They'll establish, they'll work with the industry to come up with a measurement technology standard. And then they have the same people come in and certify it, just like the IAB has done here in the U.S. And then they combine that with a monthly uh, ranker of podcasts, popularity of podcasts, based on that. So I don't know what you think about that, Todd. Do we need duplicate uh, measurement standards in every country or a lot of countries around the world? Well, I don't think so, but the French go alone, alone all the time. They do. Don't they? So, yes. but yet they only have like $1.3 million in total advertising in the podcasting space in French. I'm sure that new measurement system they're using is working out very well. Well, I thought there, there was a very interesting quote in here. I don't know if you saw the article, um, but it said something to the effect of, IEP doesn't go far enough because they've they've done a comparison between the IAB metrics and their own metrics and their own metrics are five times lower than the IABs then they're really so, undervaluing then they don't understand IAB measurement stuff right oh my so god they're they're comparing the two and saying that their measurement standard is better because it's mm. The IAB measurement, if they compare show to show, is five times, the IAB measurement is five times higher than their number. Well, it uh, sounds to me like they're getting scammed. You don't take, okay, so I'm just be a little bit arrogant here. Just a little. You take 26 highly respected podcasting companies. You work for two to three years. That was more than that. Too, yeah, right? on a standard. And you scientifically, as a group, go through and look at the data and have many heavy conversations about how to measure and use proof. You, you know, there's, there's significant work that went involved. And when, right. when someone tells me that the French have a measurement system that, that delivers numbers five times lower, times lower, lower, they lower, they have lost their minds. And, they have absolutely lost their minds. The ACAST, uh, France folks are, are supporting this. 
Um, <laughs> They're idiots to do that. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, they have to do what the French says, but this apparently right. this ACPM has right. some sort of hold over people. Oh, oh, guess what? As a podcaster, you have to pay. You have to pay. Well, I don't know what the costs are here. Oh, it shows right this. here. Membership oh, fees start from uh, 750, 750 pounds per year for a show that has uh, under 100K downloads per month. Okay. Oh, they have 18 member publishers as of 15 October fall into this first bracket. So you have to pay them as a podcaster. To be in their ranker? Apparently. And, and to be certified? So, you know, what I'm trying to figure out is, is you know, obviously Blueberry and Lipson serve podcasts into the oh, French yeah. market. Yeah. Right. So we host podcasts that are listened yeah. to in that market. Yeah. Um, and the question gets back to is, um, if we start selling or, you know, facilitating the sale of French based advertisers into podcasts that are listened to in France, right. Yeah. Then we get sucked up into this world. Well, I've, I've already sold into right. the French market. And they took, right. they took the IB certified downloads as the billing number. Right. So, well, that's, yeah. so the ACPM can pack sand. But the, the, the pushback that I'm seeing here in this article, um, the, the only reason that I see this being an issue is that they say that, um, the IEB has no, um, brand acceptance or <laughs> understanding or trust in the French market. Well, that's their problem. Yeah. So they, they feel like that the ad buyers in France don't recognize the IAB as it's because a the AC, measurement ACPM, the ACPM right. has a commercial play. Right. And they have some authority, whatever that may be in France. And they've worked themselves into a niche so they can basically go, you have to follow, you know, because you're a French. I'm not going to participate. Yeah. And I mean, that, that gets back to the question, right? The, do all of the, you know, each country that does this, do we all have to somehow play in this game? I mean, all of the hosting platforms globally. I mean, this bubbled up a little bit up and out of Australia, I think about a year ago. And fortunately it got squashed, um, as a, as a development, um, every, because all it's going to do is confuse the advertising market. Every, every country is going to do their own thing. They're going to come up with their own things. It's up to podcasters. Right. In this case, podcasters are going to have to pay this organization to uh to be measured and they're using quote unquote they said they're using some sort of pixel similar right. and we already talked about with the, chris the right. issue with pixels well it's not really a pixel per se that's just it's yeah they're using it's some, an impression tracking they're using technology. something similar right. to chartable something you know right 
Right. I mean, I mean, it's tech. I mean, that's a buzzword that's used in the <laughs> yeah. advertising industry. Right? right. Right. It's really not a pixel. So um, that's just what they're saying. So people are using the same terminology. So um, five yeah. times more downloads. Yeah. Police, I, if how can, I, mean, I, I can't even I can't even yeah. imagine. I mean, I how, had to laugh at that. Really, if you think about it, is this like a race to zero? Is that what this I, is? I, I can't even imagine what I would have to do to reduce. We, we've well, we've been doing this, Rob, for a long time, fifteen well, years. Well, Todd, what they're doing is they're saying that the IAB methodology isn't isn't valid. They're basically <laughs> undermining it, saying that well, we know better, and the IAB numbers are inflated. No, so. they're saying they know better than twenty six podcasting right. companies here in the United States. That's so what they're saying. It's not longer the, than they have. Right. 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 So, and it's, it's, it sounds to me like some arrogance. I don't want to create a fight on this, but it oh, just, I, I am. A little bit I will. I mean, a little bit of a, an aggressive move on their part to discredit what's going on in the U.S. when it's so much larger of an advertising market already because of it. The IB provides a standard that is certified by a third party. Right. right. And I thought that the IEB had presence all over the world. They not, do. They have a right. presence all over the world. Right. So I'm not sure why. It's just that, you know, it's an American. It's, it's, it's kind the French. Of a recognition it's the this. French. They don't like American uh, standards. So it's pretty simple. Meanwhile, right. the French podcasters are going to get screwed. And they're not, and the advertiser is not spending no money over there. Only $1.3 million in advertising for a whole country. Come on. And it's probably going to stay that low too with measurement like that. Yeah. But, but their claim is that it's more accurate. Yeah. Whatever. I just, yeah. It's, you know, here's the thing. I don't even have to just, I don't have to justify anything third party like that. Cause I already know what has been involved right down to the itty bitty dirty little detail right to to get where we're hit, where we're where we are and be very satisfied with the IEB standards there's very i mean very few things in the i matter of fact the IEB standard does allow does allow you to go beyond the standard and we right. do at blueberry we go beyond the standard right. so we're even more tighter than the IEB is yeah, I mean, there's that's just a a minimum. You can that's the minimum. Dig dig deeper if you right. want. Fraud right. prevention, all this other stuff that we do. Right. right. You know, well, so nobody's stopping you. No. <clears throat> From chasing the lower numbers. Yeah. And it the article does talk about Acast. Um, also is involved, I guess, in a uh, similar initiative in Sweden as well. Uh, it's called Pod Index. Uh, that's P O D D Index, and um, and there's also one called Pod Toppen in Norway. Uh, I believe that these are rankers. I don't believe that these are metric standards, but um, but they do. Well, it does say says Pod Index and Pod Toppen are measurements and rankers launched by industry working groups, which include the Audit Bureau. 
uh, ACPM equivalent. It's called Kantar Sifo in Sweden. So I guess there has been this stuff going on and we just haven't heard about it. Todd. So th- this is the telltale thing here. There's where there's got a problem. ACPM system is not without its flaws. Shows are ranked by total number of downloads in France, which doesn't paint the whole picture. The top spot in September was Cultural General, with more than 1.4 million downloads for 1,200 episodes, each around a minute long. But if ranked by number of downloads per episode is a much different picture emerges, Injustices, a deeply reported and highly produced show from Louis Media, has nearly two and a half times as many downloads per episode than the number two slot if ranked by this data point. So you got a show that's larger, more downloads, lower ranked. So it's hmm? it's shocking. Yeah. Uh, it has nearly two and a half times as many downloads per episode than the number two slot if ranked by this data point. So when we started down this path, Todd, I'm not sure that we envisioned this complication, right? Um, well, I, this, we, this, the Australians already were the ones that wanted to go it alone too. And then when they finally analyzed right, and did the analysis and looked at the IB numbers, they said, well, <laughs> maybe what they have isn't so bad. Yeah, why reinvent the wheel here and cause market confusion? Because that's exactly what this is going to create. <laughs> so, so you know. and uh, then we're back to the same problem we were trying to solve to begin with, Todd. If yeah. you think about it. Now, remember, <laughs> $1.3 million is all they did in France. Right. And yet, and yet, not a huge country either. So. No, just but but yet, these podcasters are paying, you know, for the pleasure of being part of ACPM, you know, a thousand dollars a year, or something to that effect. Oh, that's at the very low level of total number of downloads. So, <laughs> but what it does is it discredits the IAB numbers. Is what it. That's the essential component of this. Yeah. Right? Now they they can go and say to the media buyers that IEB numbers are inflated. But let's be honest with you. Not a lot of American media buyers are buying French. Matter of fact, I had to dig so deep to find enough. It's it's people in France that are going to buy inventory. Right. So I Uh, had a French. Podcasts that are delivered to France. Right. I had a French company buy advertising and podcast in France that we had an incredibly hard time to even fill right? to get to our minimum spend level per month, just to just because we couldn't find enough French inventory right? to even do that. And then I went around to almost everyone say, Hey, you got any French shows that need advertising, you know, two, three here, two, three there, two, three there. And we, we couldn't hardly fill it because there just wasn't enough inventory. They can want to spend all the money they want, but until the French start creating more podcasts, it really means nothing. There's a yeah, reason like there's a reason why they've only got $1.3 million in advertising spend in France. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like this quote in the article um, from a a person uh, from a company called Binge Audio. We, we already have trustworthy stats. We chose ACAST because they they respect the IAB V2 standards. But to grow our activity in a sustained way here in France, a third party certification is essential. Third party certification was done. And well, by IEB. Yeah, but they're saying that a French certification oh, it, is it, essential. Okay. And they're going to count five times lower. Good luck with that. Yep. Uh, yeah. How's Congrat- that going to work? Congratulations. Think about it. Right. Here's the IAB numbers. Here's the French certification numbers. Ad buyer, take your pick. Right. Which one would you right. like? Which one, which one would you like to? Yeah. But Todd, it's going to drive up ROI. Yeah, sure. It is, right? Yeah, it is. So they drive, should pay. They should. ROI, so they right? should pay $125 CPM in France. Right. So to make up for that, mm-hmm. CPMs are going to have to be a lot higher. Yeah, going to have to be five times as high. Right. <laughs> that doesn't make it more accurate. You're just playing a game with oh, the numbers, just like what's always been done. It's so interesting based on some phone calls I've had this week, this particular conversation. Yeah. It raises lots of when I when I when I do call when I when I do a calls with certain media buyers and are asking me very uncomfortable questions. Oh, has this come up with the conversation? Not already? for French, but it's come oh, up, yeah. you know. Just why general, am I having right. to pay this CPM with them and I pay this CPM with them? Right. You yeah. know, why is my performance here and my performance is here, here, you know. Right. Talk about two different entities. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh. I have a feeling we're going to be spending more time on that topic over the next couple of years. Um, okay. I just, I mean, it just, because it's, it's going to keep happening, I think. Yeah. Well, IB Sweden has their hands full too, I guess then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And you know the Swiss, the Swiss do measurement the best, right? Do they now? <laughs> I'm talking about Swiss watches and <laughs> Oh, that's right. Those 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 yes. timekeepers. Yes, they are. They are, yes. they are yes. very good timekeepers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what else is going on? Yeah, you know, here. I just uh go ahead. I see Road came out with a a oh, new little cool totally. little recording setup. I don't know if you saw that the the Rode Launch Vlogger Kit. They're they're about five years too late to the party on that. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of vlogger kits, and I looked at yes. the looked at their kit and Rode. Yeah. Uh, I, someone gave you a bunch of press, and I I kind of laugh because. There's much better vlogger. Well, isn't Rode a Australian company? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think they are. I think they are. So you can see it. Maybe a connection there, but that's not necessarily. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's a cool little thing that they have. Definitely for for someone that's never investigated vlogger stuff, though, Rob, it just, just I, well, it I I'm not endorsing like, it. It seems like a dated term. 
to call it that. Oh, right? there's still vloggers out there. There's lots of vloggers. I know, yeah, I know, but but it feels a little dated. Yeah, vloggers equal you, YouTubers. Right. Now I'm not sure that there's a better term to describe what that is, but yeah, yeah, just media creators. Um, and I see that uh, the pod Podomo folks, I guess, are pushing forward with the translation capabilities of taking a podcast and converting it into multiple languages. Saw that. Uh, the iHeart folks are playing around with that. And then ching, I also ching, saw ching, 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 right, expensive and money. I also saw another company that I got an email about called Poise. I don't know if you saw yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, narrated by poise.com. Yeah. Just send your blog post over there and they'll narrate it. Right. They'll, they'll actually do it with um, professional voiceover right. folks. So it isn't like this is a computer generated uh, podcast. So they'll fully produce it for you for. It's $11 for every 500 words. Whoa. Whoa. So, so if you write your podcast, right, which you want it to do, then the voiceover artist will actually voice it and produce it for you and send it back to you. Right? Yeah. And they'll create an intro with a soundtrack. That's part of it as well. That's what it looks like. I must be in the wrong business if this is actually a viable business model. Says, uh, uh, say, can poise narrate in other languages other than English? Uh, yes. Um, they say, let us know what you need. Huh? And it says, who owns the podcast? You own the podcast, they say. But so of course, you're, source, paying, you're paying for it. Right. The source content uh, is created by you because you wrote it. My question is, um, I'm not sure that a lot of people know how to write in a way that's good for voiceover. Well, you know, I know Andy McCaskey completely scripted his entire show. Right. There's a skill in that. Oh, there is. And I couldn't do it. And he did 20 minutes and it took him six hours to right. basically prep for 20 every day, six hours of writing yeah. to prep for a 20 minute show. You know, I used to do it every week with my with my radio show I did for six years. I basically, I'm not 100% scripted it, but it, it was a lot of scripting going on with that because I was tight to the second that I had to produce that show. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a different form of writing. I mean, you it's it's kind of like being a movie script writer. Mm -hmm. to, to be able to write for narrative is, it's a skill in itself. So I think that's probably one of the, one of the, um, the roadblocks they're going to face with this is I, that they're going to get a lot of people sending things to them that are not going to be right. easily yeah. converted to voice. I would have to almost, uh, shoot myself if I was going to script a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. It I'm going to let you talk about that. <laughs> it does. It, well, here's what it is. You burn out. There's no way. It's, it's just so much work involved. Right. And if you're doing any, any type of frequency, like two shows a week with any type of length, that's, that's a massive. Now, if you're only putting out 10 episodes a year, yeah, maybe you can script it. Right. But if you're trying to put out any type of frequency, come on. And it's going to sound canned. It's not going to, how does it, how do you really write something that sounds natural? 
Yeah, it's a skill. It's like being a screenwriter, right, for a film or mm-hmm. a TV series, whatever. It's it's a specialized skill, it definitely. It also appears that this Poise site is doing un- unlimited hosting and plays and advanced analytics, and they offer an embedded player, too. Okay. Hmm. With the package, all for $11 every 500 words. Of course. it's They're making hand over foot on the front end on that. Right. You think about 500 words, that's not a lot. An average blog post is about 300 to 350 words. Isn't that about four or five um, decent-sized paragraphs, I think? About, yeah. Right. It's about the size. Well, I guess most articles, written articles these days, are probably in the 800 range. Right. Uh, I think eight hundred's on the long side. Well, that's true. Let's what is what is the uh, what is the book of life said? What is the average word count? I would imagine that's probably where they pulled that from is the average length of a blog post, right? Or average length of a of an article is where they got that five hundred. let's see here. But it's pretty cheap, $11. Wow. So I was wrong. For SEO, the ideal blog post length should be between 21 and 2,400 words. We averaged the length of our most 50 most read blog posts in 2019, which yielded in an average word count of 2,330. Individual blog post lengths ranged from 333 to 5,581 words. Another article says... How many, I'm, I remember, let's see here, how long should, so there's all kinds of articles about this, so everyone's got an opinion. Let's look. Yeah, and, and also, what's the, what's the amount of words that you can say in a minute? Oh, I think that's pretty well known. Um, Okay, so let's let's look at it now. Speech is about a hundred hundred words per minute, fast at one sixty. So if you're talking continuously, about a hundred words a minute. So that means at eleven dollars, that's five minutes. So if you're going to do a twenty minute show, then you're looking at about forty five dollars to do a twenty minute show. Right. Okay. So you can kind of see what that business model looks like. Yeah. In a normal situation. Right. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. So again, it depends on how fast you speak as well. So I guess the normal speaking rate is 130 words per minute. Yeah. So you and I probably don't speak that fast because we, we pause a lot. Yeah, that's true. So 60 minutes would be about 6,000 words or average about 7,800. And they said, how much do they charge? $11 per uh, 500 words. That includes hosting and web player and all that stuff too. So they're throwing a bunch of stuff. I would imagine, I don't know, maybe they're outsourcing that. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure they have people that work on commission and... So they probably pay them half that much. 
to do the voiceover work. Well, you know, there's a model for everybody. There's a model for some, you know, to just say, you know, hey, that, all the time I'm getting calls and people are wanting to do weird things, you know, yeah. and people also trying to overthink podcasting. Yeah, I just kept telling this. I was on a call with someone from outside the United States and I kept, and it was, they, they spoke English very well. And I says, podcasting is nothing more than a blog post with an, with media added to the blog post. It's not any yeah. more complicated than that. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is very difficult. I'm like, no, I said, once you're set up, it's no more. And I brought up a, I had to bring up screen share and I wrote a title, wrote a description. I uploaded a media file. And I said, all you got to do to make that a podcast is hit publish. And the they person says, oh, it's got to be more complicated than that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not more complicated right. than that. doesn't have to be. No, yes. no, no, no. Don't overthink this. You know, but it's the same thing with, uh, you know, we get 10 people on a conference call <laughs> to talk about podcast hosting. Is it, you know, you, you know when you're on speakerphone. You're like, oh my God, how many people are listening to this? Right. You know, and everyone's got a question. Todd, did you see this, that the Postal Service launched a podcast? Yes, I did. I see they did. 60 second podcast. Mm. That's about the shortest. You know, this came up in, on, on Facebook too, uh, kind of, but um when you do a promo for your podcast or or just an episode, your episode has to be at least a minute long, right? Yeah, at least. How do you do? How do you, how do you do a sixty second podcast? Well, that and and I mean, if you're IAB certified, it may not get counted. If it's that's lost, right, right, it actually won't get counted. Well, right. it, well, maybe depends on what they're. In, yeah, it could be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> So you really can't create anything shorter than 60 seconds or even, I don't know. I mean, right up to 60 seconds, Todd. It has so to be. If you create we a don't count until we show, don't. does it not get counted? Uh, I'd have to ask Angelo that. It it's it's usually 60. It, it's usually 60.1, I think, is the tick over. Yeah, right. <laughs> if it's 59, you may not see any stats. That's right. It'd be zero. We didn't get no downloads. <laughs> 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 that's a new one yeah yeah e even uh even quick and dirty tips is two or three minutes or up to five i think right it, it's hard <laughs> to deliver any kind of significant value no He's, come a on minute. a minute i mean it's it's fine probably for a promo i would you know it's just to get your rss feed going and get your distribution set before you launch someone someone's making some bank on that on that deal <laughs> oh how long you want the podcast to be a minute. Oh, right. Well, it's it's being done by Spotify and Gimlet. Well, good job on them because I'm sure they're laughing all the way to the bank. They're probably paying that bankrupt org that bankrupt organization is probably paying them a thousand dollars an episode for a minute. Well, what's funny about this is there's a quote in here that says that the podcast is a feel good, uplifting postal carrier stories podcast. You're telling a story in a minute. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a pretty short story. The, so the, I don't so, know how uplifting. All right, let's, let's, story that, that let's, let's, uh, let's, let's create one here. So the, the, uh, 
Susie Jones walked up to the house to deliver the mail. And at the door was a dog wagging its tail. She said, hi, doggy. How are you? And the every day for five years. And when the dog passed, the, the owner gave the mail carrier a snippet of hair from the dog. There's a one minute. You know, that's just come on. Hey, Todd, I'm going to play one of these because I've got my other computer now plugged into oh, this. Oh, okay. And so I can play one. This is one that's uh, from Kyle West from Cincinnati, Ohio. It's, it's only a minute long, so All right. I'll play it. Let's see what it sounds like. This episode of Heavyweight is brought to you by the United States Postal Service. Each day, thousands of postal service workers deliver millions of pieces of mail through all kinds of conditions across the country. Each postal service worker has a story worth sharing. Like Kyle West. Kyle is a 23-year-old letter carrier from Cincinnati, Ohio. At the beginning of the pandemic, Kyle used his route to deliver a note to hundreds of older Americans. The note said, if you are at risk and need help getting essential items, let me know. I will do what I can to help. He signed the message, sincerely, Mailman Kyle. The response was overwhelming. Mailman Kyle has made numerous trips to deliver essential groceries to senior citizens and received both local and national attention for his generosity. That's just one example of U.S. Postal Service workers serving their community. For more stories of inspiration from the U.S. Postal Service, visit gimletmedia.com slash USPS. So was that a minute? All right, that was uh, one minute and seven seconds, Todd. Actually pretty impressive. It was. It was a nice nice production, yeah. I have to say. And it had a little intro. They had an outro. So they yeah. spent about... Probably, 30, probably, what, 40 seconds of content? Yeah, maybe 40 seconds of content. Yeah. Huh. Well, it can be done, Rob. I guess so. So they got that so. minute and seven seconds in there so they could count it. Right. <laughs> Somebody knew what they were doing, right? It wasn't 59 seconds. No, it was a minute seven. So they got right. past that seven second mark. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> I kind of, see, I kind of was pretty close, right? I was pretty close yeah. about the, you know, the dog wagging and saying hello to the dog. You see, you know, it's pretty close. Right, yeah. Right. There's another one here too. And I'll click on it real quick just to see the duration of it. This episode of Heavyweight oh, is brought one is, to you by the United States Postal Service. This one is 59 day, seconds. Thousands of postal service work. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> someone in chat said, that is an automated voice that radio stations use, not a person. <laughs> no, it's called National Public Radio, right? Deliver millions of pieces of mail through all kinds of conditions across the country. Each postal service worker has a story worth sharing. Like Gail Branham, Gail refers to herself as Chief Elf for the USPS Operation Santa program, connecting gift givers with children in need. Specifically, children who right. write letters to Santa Oops. Claus. In Gail's work. Yeah. Okay. So that one's 59 seconds, Todd. All right. So that one didn't get counted. So are we going to get him our takedown notice for playing, <laughs> playing, the... playing, playing another podcast? That's on right. The show? I think that's yeah. the first time we've ever done that. So uh, credit a, goes to gimlet.com. It's fair use, right? Yeah, it's yeah. fair use. Yeah, gimlet.com forward slash USPS. There's right. our, go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. funny. 
So yeah, I thought. That well, was you you know, I think it's true though. It's that they proved here. You know, I, we laughed at them, but they they were able to. Yeah. You know, put oh, together was, a nice little piece in sixty seconds. They're going right. to do how many of those? They they've got it. They paid for a certain number. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Thirty but, or something like that. It wasn't that many. So it said that uh, that many of the stories were narrated by. Jonathan Goldstein looks like who's a, who's been a podcaster for, for Gimlet for a long time. It definitely had that NPR sound. It did. Definitely. You know, that's when I hear that kind of like background music and timing mm -hmm. and that, that airy mm -hmm. God, don't ever let, if we ever sound like that, ladies and gentlemen, please, please call us out. I don't want to sound like <clears throat> NPR ever. Well, it's a whole, it's, it's this movement in the podcasting space about audio branding, right? And, and a lot of shows, especially ones that are being done, you know, what would be called kind of branded podcasts are being produced in that form these days. I would call this a branded podcast. I mean, this is the proto typical definition of what a, what a um, branded podcast is, right? Telling stories about customers or, you know creating creating a, a brand association that that helps um, highlight what the brand represents there's very few people that hate their mail carrier to begin with what who do you right. leave who do you leave cookies and Halloween and Christmas and a Christmas right. present yeah. you know your yeah. mail carrier gets probably gets as many presents of it as anyone yeah where I live here in the country we always put a present in the mailbox for the mail carrier. So you know, mail carriers, mm -hmm. as much as we dog on the USPS, the mail carriers are, you know, we, they deliver the mail. So, you know, there's very few people that hate mail carriers, dogs. Not at yeah. all. I think they're probably one of the most popular um, agencies of sorts. I don't even know if it's a full agency. I think it's uh, of the federal government, but. Well, they're, um, no, they're, a, I think they're a private entity. I don't think. I think they're separate. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. Again, I'm, but I might they do wrong. have a connection to the government, though. Yeah, but our responsibility to the government. But anyway, right. I, I think that, uh, and I don't like going to the post office and standing in line. They're always slow, right. you know, and it, it feels like a government agency when you go into the USPS because <laughs> yeah. they really well, are. They're, they're really on time. Right? They're really yeah. not that efficient, you know. Of course, you know. How efficient can you be in just getting packages and boxes? Also, Todd, did you see the uh, stats that came out um, between that, you know, it, looking at the stats between um, Buzzsprout and Lipson? I don't know if you saw the the stats that came out. No. Um, what was that in reference to? In those areas. Well, uh, Buzzsprout put out an infographic of sorts um, oh. that kind of showed who their you know, what's the distribution of what platforms are listening to podcasts uh, coming off of, you know, Buzzsprout. Mm -hmm. And then Lipson also, you know, Rob, Rob Walsh puts out, you know, data all the right, time right. on the feed. And, and we put out a, an infographic as well, um, talking about, you know, the distribution of where people are listening to podcasts. Yep. Uh, and, and I thought one of the big things that came out of that was the difference between Buzzsprout and Lipson on Spotify and Apple. Wait, you um, see our numbers. Right. Uh, 
Buzzsprout <laughs> is showing that Apple is only 47% of the market. Um, and Spotify is pulling, I think, uh, 24%. Yeah, we're not. We're, yeah. And uh, Lipson is showing um, like 60 plus percent on Apple and only like 9% for Mike, for, uh, Spotify. Mike worked on some data for us and I want to verify it before we announce anything because we're really going to get asked some questions because our Spotify numbers are nowhere near even your numbers. I think it depends on the composition of the content. Oh, well, that's probably true too. I think that's a factor I've been thinking a lot about. Plus I also, um, they also put out both, infographics put out numbers around um like the mean size download size of shows that are hosted on the platform right right which is another kind of you know kind of window into what's going on here too um you know lipson put out uh, that the 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 top five percent or the top 6.5 percent of shows that are hosted on lipson uh, get 5,000 or more downloads per episode. But you look at um, Buzzsprout and they put out the same basic information saying the top 5% of their shows um, get above five, I believe it's 564 downloads. Oh, they didn't even say. No, 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 654 downloads. Mm. So you can see a discrepancy, you know, a difference there of the top five shows on or top five percent you mean top six percent on lipson that's a huge difference in that's audience huge size. huge yeah so probably a lot of the shows that are on uh, you can draw the conclusion a lot of the shows that are on Buzzsprout are smaller shows uh that are catering to the spotify audience i mean more and more right so it's just a little glimpse into how spotify is I think different demographically compared to traditional podcasts. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. You see our numbers and they're definitely not catering to Spotify. <laughs> our customer, right. No, I mean, like I was actually asked, like, I asked uh, Mike twice. Half, did, half of ours or something or less than half or more less than, than half. half of. Yeah. Gibson? Yeah. So I was asking Mike, I said, are you, are you sure you got all the, because there's like three different Spotify's there's Spotify, iOS, Spotify, Android, and then one other, we get three different numbers for Spotify. And I'm like, you sure that's right? So let's have a meeting next week and talk about this. Make sure we're not missing something because if I, if we do it and dumped what we calculated out there, there, people would be like, huh? Right. But we're, you know, here's one thing we do see is a huge, huge, huge diversity in different ways people consume podcast content. Right. You know, we still have Apple above 50%, but there's this whole segment. I mean, a huge, big number that makes up to maybe 60, 70 different types of devices mm -hmm. and platforms that consume content. So it's, it's just, it runs the right. gambit. And we had Zoom got four last month, four downloads on Zoom last month. Really? Across the whole network? <laughs> yeah. Great. You know, go Zoom, go, go Zoom, and on more than you know, you, you know, <laughs> six digits and higher. Is that the right way? Six digits and higher of total monthly downloads, and Zoom got four. Wow. 
I'm amazed that it's still showing up at all, actually. It's somebody. It's one person that's listened to one show. Right, right. I, mean, I still have a Zoom in my drawer down here, a Zoom HD, but yeah. I don't use it. Mike so, says, but, though, our Android numbers are bigger. And, you know, we've always led in Android numbers. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, it was, uh, I, I believe, the, you know, Lipson puts out a top 50% of episodes, you know, what's the, you know, um, downloads per ep- per, per month, per month. It's, it's, this is the top 50% of episodes, um, get 133 downloads per month. So that's a four week window, right? Yeah. Which is typical, typically used for advertising purposes. Um, so that, and I believe on Buzzsprout, it was double digits. It was like, um, Half of that, probably. I haven't run that number in a while, but I do know that. Yeah. We and he got to be care. We have to be careful because I have to look at active shows, not shows that are. Yeah. You know. Right. Because the right. non-active shows compare, can yeah right. can drag everybody else down, but. Right. In in all the years that I did that same, because Rob would denounce that number, then I'd go back and run it and work for a right. couple hours to get that number, and I think that. We've right. we've been higher than that for quite a long time, but I haven't run that number in a while. Mm-hmm. I actually need Angela's assistance in pulling that number out. That's not something I can push a button and get, you know, get the right get the the query run. And I did see some difference between Buzzsprout and uh, Ellipson in the countries, the top twenty countries that are listening to podcasts too. So I I didn't see a big difference between the two, but th- there were a couple different ones. Like uh, I believe Germany wasn't as high as Lipson is and things like that. Um, so let's see uh, here. I, yeah. c- I can give you what our top countries were for October. Cause I pulled that for a different report. Let me go find yeah, it here. Yeah. Uh, Lipson goes the U S uh, UK, Canada, Australia, Germany, Sweden, um, Mexico, France, India, Japan, and Brazil and Spain. Yeah. So, so here's my numbers US, Canada, UK, Brazil, Australia, Germany, Japan, France, India, Sweden, Russian Federation, Spain. That's oh, our Russian Federation. Wow. That's our top yeah. 12, and Russia is 11. Wow, interesting. Russia doesn't even show up on our list. Well, it does at the very bottom of the list. But you guys were you guys have a heavy Spain, right? So Spain's pretty high in your list, right? Uh, um, I think the big difference, Brazil. You were ranking a lot higher. We have Brazil, Brazil number than, four, but we have a lot. We of, are. We have a lot of PowerPress users that are in Brazil. So yeah, ours is pretty high in Australia. Is at, um, uh, where does Australia sit with you guys? Five, number five, U.S., Canada, U.K., Brazil, Australia, then Germany. Okay, okay, it's it's four for us. Yeah, and so, then Germany, and then Sweden. Yeah, well, I'm not Sweden for me is uh, nine. Oh it's no, nine. no, Sweden okay. for me is ten. Ten. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. Yeah. But That's I, but but I've got list. you know I've got some that probably you don't. I've got Japan at number seven. France yeah, eight, 
And then let's see here. We also have uh, Saudi, uh, South Korea, and Iran in our list too. So here's how we break down our consumption. And I don't have the percentages. I just have the top. How many Mm -hmm. have I got here? One, two, three, four, five. I got the top fourteen. And this, and by the time I get to the last one, I think it's close to one percent. But Apple Podcast app, iPhone Podcast app, and Player Podcast Addict. Android, smartphone, Chrome, desktop, Chrome mobile, overcast, Stitcher radio for Android, Google, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Spotify for Android, Spotify for iOS, and Firefox. But yeah. we have a lot of, we still have a lot of people using desktops. Right. You know, but when it comes to oh, an app. Oh, you do? Oh, you yeah. Do. Wow. So, so, but when you come to an app, Apple Podcast app, iPhone podcast app, podcast addict. If I skip then next overcast, Stitcher radio for Android, Google podcast app, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Spotify for Android. Oh, yeah, Spotify, Android, and Spotify for iOS. So, but my Spotify numbers are really low. Well, yeah, you know, c- comparably. A lot less than, yeah. But again, you know, we're, we're you know we're measuring shows that don't also podcast with us either that are not hosting with us. So this includes, right? That's like probably fifty fifty five thousand, maybe as high as sixty thousand different shows. Again, I'd have to look and see how many were active in the month of October. I don't have that number right. in front of me, right. right? But I have my Android split, and I think Mike came up i think it's close i think we still have apple if you look at all the different apple apps yeah. not just apple yeah. Podcasts, it's 60 something yeah you have to roll it up into one number yeah two. yeah all the different ios is 60 60 some percent plus that catalog is pushed out to a lot of the smaller apps too right so yeah that's the other interesting part of that yeah i yeah, so what's your percentage for Google Podcasts? Uh, I don't have the percentage in front of me. Okay. I, but I've got I've it got ranked just, like... Just under 2% for us. Uh, let me see here. If I look at... Oh, much... We're, I know where the Android number is, so it's higher. It's probably... Yeah, it's it's higher than that. But again, it should be because, you know, we've been heavy, 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 heavy pushing heavy Android. Heavy on the Android side, right? Yeah. And these numbers are for September of. All right, my numbers were for twenty twenty, yeah. October, yeah. Are they? Yeah. So, but again, I got it. I I want to next. Maybe I have something more concrete. I just need Mike and I need to go over the the database, and I probably need yeah. to ask Angela a couple of questions because I wanted. To, I didn't want to put something out that. Right. Was going to people go WTF over? Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, probably probably the biggest thing that jumped out between the Buzzsprout and Lipson was the difference with Spotify. And just like what you've said, uh, it just really speaks to how Spotify is so different in the space. Because prior to Spotify, all of our numbers were pretty much pretty close yeah. to being aligned with each other. But if I have a high, you know, I have a huge number of business shows and, you know, they're more aligned with, not being consumed on Spotify. 
Right. Like I'm sure this show doesn't get listened new, to on Spotify much new, at all. New. Yeah. So. Well, let's let me go look. Why don't you go look, Todd? I I would love to know some more about our our numbers here. Let's see here. Blueberry.com. I'm sure our listeners would love to know too. <laughs> yeah, they're listening. Let me go to the dashboard. Oh, I got to sign in. Yes, I'm not a robot. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Right. And come on. I'm on a computer I don't normally use because my Mac, I left my Mac at home today. Let's see here. So I'm on my Windows machine. Yeah, I, <laughs> I left my Mac at home too, Todd. I'm sure you did. Okay, yeah. so. For the lifetime of this show, we've had 2.3 million downloads. So is that audio and video? I think so. Let me look. Mm, yep, audio and video. And let's okay. look at. Uh, and what's? Can you tell what the percentage distribution is between audio and video? Or that's two different lookups, probably. Yeah, I'll have to. Let me just do a rough. Let me see. Make sure I'm hovered right. It's. I think about eighty. Twenty. Eighty. 80% audio, 20% video. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe that's actually a, not bad. That's actually more than I was anticipating. Okay, so I'll let me make sure I'm only loading October, because if I look at lifetime, that totally, totally skews it. All right, let's look at clients. So for us, iOS is at 38%. Overcast is at 13%. Wow. Chrome Desktop is at 11%. Pocket Cast at 7%. Podcast Attic at 6%. Stitcher hmm. Radio, 5%. iPhone, hmm. uh, well, this would be the, um, if, you're, if someone's listening on the iPad, 3.1. Hmm. Uh, Google Podcast, not very good, 2%. Stitcher Radio for iOS, 1.3%. Well, that's that's pretty close to the the market share that I see in the Lipson stats. 2% so, for Google. Right? So not bad. And then let's break it out by geography. Where, where are our, let's look at the world. And we have 45 countries that listen to us. Wow, the French are listening, Rob. Check uh -oh. this out. Uh oh. Yeah. Wow. We had we've actually got about four hundred people that listen in France. Wow. <laughs> uh -oh. so United United States is number one, France is number two, UK is number three, Canada number four, Australia number five. For some reason we're popular in the Dominican Republic. I don't know why. <laughs> who listens who is listening in the Dominican Republic? <laughs> Norway six, Italy seven, Denmark eight. Wow. That's wow, interesting. Wow. Right. <laughs> I would have never have guessed Dominican Republic. Uh, see here, Denmark, Sweden, Japan, India, Portugal, Ireland, Germany, Philippines, Mexico, New Zealand, Netherlands. Who's, let me get down to single numbers. Uh, Colombia, Latvia, Egypt, Qatar, Thailand, Malaysia. We've got one, <laughs> one download from each of those countries. 
rocking it in those countries. Yes, we're rocking it in those countries. Now let's look at the United States. Where's our most? We must be popular with the weed smokers because we're number one in Colorado. Really? Number two in California, three in New York, four in Georgia, five Virginia, Washington, Florida, New Mexico, Wisconsin, Texas, and Michigan, Ohio, Tennessee, Kentucky, Pennsylvania. Let's see if there's a one here. In Iowa, who's our sole listener out in Iowa? We have one listener in Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Do we have some listeners in uh, Pennsylvania and in New York? I can't remember all the uh Yeah, we do. They're about midway down. So midway down. Okay. <laughs> so let's look at Canada. How many? How many do we have in Canada? So Ontario is the number one province. Quebec, British Columbia, Manitoba, right. and we've got ten that listen to us in Alberta. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the UK. Um, That's great. Yeah. So we're. There's 46 regions, and how many do we cover? And down in Australia, what's going on down there? I don't have much of a breakout for Australia. I have uh, U.S., Canada, U.K., Brazil. Let's look at Brazil. Oh, we've got a total of 13 listeners in Brazil. Wow. <laughs> Germany. Uh, we get or France. That's right. France was pretty big. Yeah, Germany, we don't have that many. There's like It looks like we got about 15 or 16. Uh, pretty good showing in Mexico, about 40 or 40 to 50. UK is pretty high, 1,400 or so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Denver, here's our biggest cities because we got the metro areas. So Denver, LA, New York, Atlanta, Albuquerque, Seattle, Norfolk, uh, Albany, Wausau, and then there's there's more, but. <laughs> San Francisco, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Boston, Lexington, Dallas. Let's go all the way down and find out who's, who, where we've got one listener. Oh, we got a number in some markets. In Syracuse, South Bend, Indiana, Harrisburg, Virginia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Columbia, Jefferson City, Missouri, Jackson, Mississippi, Roanoke, Lynchburg, Virginia, and Topeka, Kansas. We've got one listener in each of those areas. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, I think we have to expand our marketing. Yes. Well, we've got, you know, the surprising one was on that world. Where, how do, who is in the Dominican Republic that's listening to us? Please, you you need to check in. (laughs) Let us know. We want to come down and visit. Who's listening (laughs) to us in the Dominican Republic? I've never seen that on any other list. I'm looking at our show. I'm like, where did that come from? Hmm. Interesting. It's not that many, 155, but well, that's for the whole month. Well, isn't uh oh is is John Lee Dumas down there? I'm trying to remember. No, he's in, he he's in uh in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico. He's in Puerto Rico, right. Yeah. So right. platforms, where does where does it fall out? Um okay, here's how it falls out platforms. IOS fifty nine point three. Android 16.8, Windows 11.3, and then all other platforms, 8%. So, and then there's others. I don't know what others includes. Fringe operating systems, right? And believe it or not, we've seen an increase across the board on Chromebook OS. Lots more people since the beginning of the pandemic. We've seen a that 
that particular device has really grown because they people are buying them for their kids and well, school. They're cheap. They're cheap. They're really yeah. cheap, right? And they're yeah. they're capable. So, but we yeah. still have eleven people that listen to the show that's on OS two. What? <laughs> How long has that been gone? More wow. than ten years. Yeah. Oh, so this will be fun. Let me go look at the client list and go all the way to the bottom. So we got 43 total clients that listen to the show. So when we say clients, we're talking about software and devices, right? Right, right. right. Zoom Tablet 1, Winamp 1, Radio Public 2, Beyond Pod for Android 2, FeedStation 2, uh, Chromebook, there's the four. Uh, Windows Media Player 4, Pandora for Android, TuneIn, Google Play Music Podcast, Podcruncher, Java, Safari, Firefox, Spotify for Windows, Chromecast, AntennaPod, iCatcher, GPotter, GPotter, CastBox, Player FM, Spotify for, oh, there's our numbers for Spotify. There's one. So yeah, write this down, Rob, 27. 27. Over what, what period of time are we talking about here? Uh, this is a month. So that's, that's this past month. Yeah, uh, that's in November. Alexa, iTunes, Castos, Chrome. Uh, so we have a total woohoo um, that listen to us on that listen to us for one. This is all the episodes. So 50, 51 plus twenty seven. So <laughs> seventy eight. Like so so divide that by eight episodes. So about eight. Eight people are listening to us over there. <laughs> but the bulk of it is iOS app, the Overcast. Right. Chrome Desktop, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict. Yeah, because the numbers just drop like a rock once you get like past the top five or six. So it's kind of funny. It's not unusual. And yeah. I'm looking at the rest of the things. We got a lot of traffic from. Yeah. What's the most popular episode we've done? Oh, let's go look at that. I don't know if I can. Let's look for October. What was the most popular episode in October? Oh, by far was the October 7th edition of the new media show. It was by far the the largest with just about 15,190 total downloads for October 7th and it varies. It's, you know, there's a few episodes that are eight, nine, 7,400, Let me see. Did the same, did we get the same reaction on? So you said October, is that the um, Mr. Adam Carolla or Adam Curry? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to look at the, but yeah, the October 7th show. I'm, I'm going through the list right now. Let's see here if we can find it. October 7th. So the October 9th one, um, is RSS 2.0. That was just you and I. If it was the ninth, it was probably the seventh. Because look at the media file date. Sometimes I'm a couple of days late in getting the. Okay, so, October fourth one was the one we did with Adam Curry. And what's the? Let me look at the. I gotta roll this up here so I can. Oh crap! 
So, yeah, October 4th was the published date for the Adam Curry guest spot. So it's probably then the next one. Let me look. So that that was our our discussion about RSS 2.0. Yeah, so it would not have been the Adam Curry interview. It was the following show. So October 9th was the published date on your blog. Yeah, and that would have been episode uh, 405. 405, right. Right. So that that was just you and I talking. Well, see, there you go. That whole episode. And what's that? What did I title that episode? R- RSS 2.0. Oh, see. Uh, what yeah. now? Yeah. And let me look at Adam's interview. The fourth. Uh, that one didn't do so great. Adam Curry? Yeah. That one did not do that good. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. What does that teach us, Todd? Mm, but we kind of knew already, Rob. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So so would you say that there's a trend line that whenever we have guests, the the numbers aren't as high? He only did it with audio and video 4,900 on the third. I just, yeah. I just wonder if the pattern is... If we have a guest, the numbers are lower. Yeah, it's, 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 I would, I'm actually kind of surprised at that one, but yeah, you never know, right? Well, I'd like to be able to plot it out so I know what to do with the show. If it's <laughs> just, just, it takes a lot of effort to get guests in here. And if, yeah. if it's not keeping people happy with what they want, then and maybe just, we shouldn't do it. I'm surprised. Do it. I'm surprised that, uh, Adam Curry's interview didn't do better because they don't, they don't know. Well, interesting. Maybe he just, maybe he doesn't have the influence that he used to have. Mm. Just people don't know who he is really. Yeah. But that RSS 2.01 really got some action. Yeah. That's when, I mean, it was also about talking about the future of RSS too, which is, I can see that being a episode that people would have an interest in, but that was also our discussion with Adam Curry too. Yeah. But it wasn't obvious. That's what we talked about. And so maybe, it, maybe it would have been better to title that episode about what we talked about. Not so much. Yeah. Adam Curry. So right. the episode that did real well, one, two, three, four, five, it was all apps. So that tells me, all apps, almost the, the, all the apps? top, the, the 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 top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven down, no eight download clients were podcast apps for that right. show. So now let's go look at Adam's interview. Let me back up. It'd be interesting to know which of the episodes that did well video wise on the video download side. Oh yeah. Um, I can look at did, did well as well. So let's look on Adam's interview. Yeah. Almost the same. Yeah. Apps dominate the top 10 because I was looking to see if there was any web, you know, if, if there was one of those episodes snuck in some web stuff. But what's interesting to me is the numbers are all are kind of like this. So I, I, there's a lot of people that aren't subscribed. 
they're 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 cherry picking. They're cherry picking. So, but if I look at it, it looks like if I was looking at our trending line month to month. Well, because we went from one episode a week yeah. to two episodes a week. I'm just wondering how that impacted the overall numbers. Uh, if we declined because we're splitting the audience across the week, or if we basically doubled the well, audience because people were watching it twice a week. From March until April, we saw about a one quarter percent increase. In May, we about doubled. June, we about doubled. July, we did not. July, we well, that's, went. That's about the time we converted to two episodes a week, right? Uh, like I May. thought we did it. Okay, well, we'll have to go back earlier. and look. Yeah, I think earlier. But August, holy crap, we had a big month in August. And then September was similar to April, May, and June. Uh, October down a little bit. Um, overall down. Well, August we did uh, of last year. We did some live on stage events. Yeah, right? August. Podcast August movement. was August was big. Oh no, no, not yeah. This past year, August was yeah. We didn't do any on stage events. Yeah, and then we're August. trending. This is well, November. We're behind for November. So who knows? We'll see. Well, uh, no but more you know, the, 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 the show has grown though. Continuous. There's a con almost a continuous growth line until September and October. We took a hit, but let me look in previous years. Uh, let me go back out three years. So I think in August, we, the only guests that we had, I think we had, we had Rob Walsh on August 24th. Yeah. And then we didn't have any guest on, I think for the rest of that month. Oh, Dan Franks was on August 13th. So we had two guests. So we had a massive bump between March and April, April, May, June, July was good. Then we had a massive bump, bump in August. September was big. October was about, well, we're still higher than what we did in April, but November is not looking so good. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? If the, I don't know. The wheels fall off the car. Something, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know, but uh, November is looking a little, little thin. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened, Todd? Uh, what happened to us? I don't know. I'm looking back here. I'm like, we haven't had November's been pretty good for us, but not this month. Yeah. Wow. We're, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> what has changed? What has changed all of a sudden? I don't that know. Cause us to 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 drop. I mean, <laughs> is there any clue at any particular platform dropped us? I didn't look. I'll have to go look. <laughs> we definitely took a we took a little bit of a nosedive in November. We're probably we're probably half. <laughs> we're probably right, half well. of what we did. Well, no, we're not quite half of what we did. Not we got so we we still have a few days left to pull it out. <laughs> Get on that, Todd. Get on that. Oh, funny. Yeah, I don't know. It's 
Yeah. I think we're out of time here. We are. We are. (laughs) We bored everyone with our numbers. (laughs) Right. Now our numbers are going to continue to plummet. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You've left us. (laughs) I feel dejected Uh, now, Todd. Well, you know, and it is what it is. Right. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. Right. Please do. Yes. Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. Um, Rob. Uh, at Rob Greenlee on Twitter. And then uh, you can certainly send me an email, Rob G at Lipson.com. And I yeah. guess we are going to be here on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hopefully we'll uh, have, uh, you know, we'll be able to pull them in after the yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Dinner. Hopefully right. <laughs> yeah. people will be bored. So, uh, a lot of cigar podcasters travel to the Dominican Republic. Ed says, thanks, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah if you're in this is really if you're in dominican republic we need an email (laughs) who are you or who are all of you that are listening to this show down in the dr it's it's one person is that no 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 it was like 1500 or something some crazy number (laughs) yeah (laughs) holy smokes you know who is listening down there Uh, i may have to go have that investigated by the stats team that's right i think we'll have to take a special investigation trip down there yeah absolutely (laughs) all right everyone thanks for being here we'll see you next time here on the new media show take care okay bye bye. happy thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving (laughs)